welcome to the People Experience Pulse podcast, your gateway to the new frontier of human experiences at work. On the PX Pulse, we're all about elevating experiences, fostering belonging, and building remarkable workplace cultures in a fast evolving world. How do you create a workplace culture that values people above all else and fosters continuous improvement? In today's episode, Vicki Flyer Hudson and Jeff Bond chat with Matthew Samuels, Employee Engagement Manager at Mountain Seed. Matt is passionate about fostering human flourishing through work. And today, he shares how a people-centric approach can transform the way we work. Matt talks to Jeff and Vicky about his personal journey of self-discovery and the transformational impact it had on his approach to employee experience initiatives, how Mountain Seeds trail families are promoting community and deeper connections among employees, and the importance of companies aligning initiatives with their core values. Stay tuned to learn how Matt and Mountain Seed are creating an inclusive and meaningful experience for all employees. Are you looking to make your workplace more human? Check out my friends at Cool Leaf. What I love about Cool Leaf is that it helps leaders create connection, engagement, and recognition. You can celebrate team wins, reward colleagues, and have fun with your coworkers. You can build a culture of appreciation and feedback that boosts morale, retention, and performance. Listen to this clip from their podcast, The Great Retention, to hear how Cool Leaf transformed a company culture. We needed a way for people to connect. And there was people who would work together and talk to each other on the phone every day uh, who didn't even know them that well. And they had no way to appreciate them. What we liked about Cool Leaf was that there is that social element to it. Cool Leaf gave us an opportunity to allow our people to appreciate others that they worked with on a daily basis, but just never saw in person. Not only did it give managers a tool to recognize their people, but from a culture perspective, it allowed people to connect. And it was really cool as a chief marketing officer to see some of the interactions that were happening on the feed, because that's something that we wouldn't have had if we didn't have a tool like that. Cool Leaf also simplifies measuring and improving the employee experience with pulse surveys, rewards, and integrations with your everyday tools. To learn more about Cool Leaf and how it can make your work more human, visit coolleaf.com slash try coolleaf. That's C-O-O-L-E-A-F dot com slash try coolleaf to book your free demo today and see how top workplaces use Coolleaf to put their people first and thrive. Matt, welcome to the PX Pulse. We are just so excited for you to be on the show, and I have been looking forward to this ever since I met you. So thank you for sharing your gift of time with us today. Hey, well, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, well, you know, you and and the whole team at Mountain Seed are, are doing so many good things to prioritize employee experience, and I think there's a lot of practical wisdom from your story and what you're applying to share with our listeners today. Um, so I wanted to start with if you could just tell our listeners a little bit more about your background and the driving force behind your why. Like, why did you get into this field of employee experience and, and a little bit of the how, too? Yeah. All right. Well, so I would say that my driving why, the, the why that drives me is human flourishing. 
Um, and that's kind of always how it's been. I think from a young age, I've been wanting, I've wanted to take care of people. Um, I've got a background in, in ministry as well. And so this kind of, I have a pastoral heart. I think of, I want to care. How can I steward people? Um, and I just believe that we should create systems of organization that promote human flourishing and with people in mind. Um, and so I've seen my parents struggle. I've seen uh, friends struggle and I myself have struggled. And I think we should create things that remove obstacles for people and help increase the quality of life um, for everyone. So that's kind of how I, why I'm in people experience, but the how as to how I got here is just really, uh, I would say kind of fell into it in such, in kind of a way. Um, like I said, it's been a driving force of mine. And so I think through just conversations that I've had at different uh, jobs, it's put me in like in positions where I'm impacting or working with uh, employee experience or people experience. Um, and so kind of just, I think, found myself here, which I'm really happy I did. I love that. And Matt, I heard you say two things that are so crucial to the people experience, which is both the people and the systems, and that you seem to have quite a vision for building that in service of human flourishing. But of course, there's always roadblocks that come up. So what have been some of your biggest challenges that you faced along this journey in your role? And how did you overcome those challenges? That's a great question. Well, I would say from a personal standpoint, I think my, my biggest struggle has been a personal one, which is confidence, um, you know, struggling with confidence in what I have to offer, and then also a bit of imposter syndrome. But then I think even um, going a level deeper in terms of personal struggle, there's this struggle of being early, kind of early in my career. Um, there's this uh, struggle of ego and selfish ambition of like, I need to promote myself. I need to like do things to, uh, I don't know, like climb some sort of proverbial ladder, right? There's like this, there's, that's in my mind. Um, and I also have a family. I'm like, All right, I need to like promote myself so I can like, you know, grow. Um, but I think that gets in the way. I mean, not even, I think it definitely gets in the way of my primary role at uh, my company, which is uh, to love and serve our employees first. And so, with regards to overcoming it, I think it's a daily battle of dying to myself and then trying to value others above myself and just trying to keep that in my mind. Um, and there's a good verse in uh, Philippians chapter two that says, do nothing of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility, value others as better than yourselves. Um, and so I try to call that to mind um, and try to live by that. I'm really hearing how you are taking these internal pressures and recognizing that they're valid and we appreciate you being vulnerable with that, but that you're really sticking to that vision and keeping that as sort of keeping your eye on the prize. So that's really great to hear. And I'm wondering how you might advise that others do that because in the day-to-day -day struggle, it can be hard to maintain your vision of human flourishing. Right. Um, yeah. Well, I think that the way that I would say for others to try to do that is to, I would say, write it down, write down your why, write down uh, the picture of yourself um, that you that you want and go back to it and look at it again and again and maybe revise it um, and then just continue. Yeah, I would say just continue to do that, continue to put it in front of your eyes um, because it's so easy 
to, like you said, to, to get distracted and go off course. And I think that if you do have a, a why, even if you do get off course, I think eventually it comes back to center and you remember like, oh man, that's what I'm about. Let me get back here and, and keep, keep trucking. Um, but I think if you can keep bringing yourself back to it and writing it down and looking at it and putting it in front of your eyes over and over again, it'll help you stay the course and not get distracted and veer off course. What a great practical tip that any leader can use. Thank you so much for that. Back to you, Jeff. Yeah. So I agree, Vicki. I really, I see Matt's heart and your passion and your faith shining through. I really like the practical wisdom of actually writing it down. So often we write down our purpose and our why and our values. And when asked what they are, it's almost like we have to jog our memory and repeat that back. And so having that in front of your eyes at all times can be uh, super valuable uh, for anyone, whether they are further along in their career and their leadership or uh, or growing every day, like you said you are. Um, how I want to get into the employee experience initiatives that you're running at Mountain Seed. Uh, how do you, first of all, like measure the impact of employee experience, you know, and how do you, how does that help inform the initiatives and the strategies that you found thus far to be the most effective within your organization? Great. Yeah. I think the way that we measure it is one, just through counting and numbers and like who participated, who showed up, who's engaging with what we're doing. And so we just look at the numbers at the end of each thing or after a thing. It's like, okay, how many people were actually actually did this? And like, if there weren't very many people, and like, do we need to do this anymore? Probably not. And then keep keep growing off of that. And so, uh, I I I would love to see. I I, I would love you know ideally a hundred percent engagement is what I would love. That's the number. Um, but I could settle for fifty percent engagement. But it's hard to even get that. And so I think a number that that I've been seeing, but I'm working to, you know, learn way or figure out ways to get more engagement. But a steady number, I think is like 20 to 25% of the organization participating in any particular thing that we're doing is pretty good. Uh, but obviously I would love to see, you know, hundred um, percent. And some of the strategies for getting, I think getting more engagement and also gauging how we're doing, um, I'll talk about for increasing engagement first is communication and saying things. I think I've heard it said that you need to say, say things seven times in seven different ways, something like that. That's just been so true. And I, when I started this role, I had no idea that I would be doing so much communication. And I've kind of like I'd taken on like an internal communications role in all the things that we're doing and trying to communicate it to people so that they know how to take advantage of those things and how to be a part of the things that we're doing. And so, uh, I spent a lot of time on Canva uh, making graphics, which I also found out that I love doing. Um, and I think it's it's fun. I enjoy doing it. But uh, so communicating is key. Like emails, uh, we have an employee website we use. We've got an Instagram. Um, so just finding different channels of communication and putting it everywhere where people can definitely see it. So once again, putting it in front of you know people's eyes, getting it in front of your eyes. Yeah, so let me just go back uh, to the other thing I was saying about measuring employee engagement. And so one way that we do that, again, is counting, but then also through just listening to our people, right? So after an event or after something, we'll, we'll send a survey out. And we do it before and after, actually. So before we do an event, we, we've done surveys and we're like, okay, after based on this feedback, I think 
this event might be needed or this thing, this program, this initiative uh, might be needed. So let's do this. And then after the thing, we will send another survey oftentimes and just gauge, what did you think about that? Was that helpful? You know, was it simple for you to join? Things like that. Just getting feedback is, I think, so crucial to what it is that we do as people leaders, as people experience leaders in particular. And so listening to employees through surveys, but also we've created um, something called ECHO, which stands for Employees Compassionately Hearing Others. And it's an employee engagement focus group uh, that I created of, it's diverse in terms of tenure, gender, race, um, and all of those things, so that it can be kind of a small sampling of Mountain Seed as a whole. And so then I meet with them once a month and I just talk to them and I ask them questions that I'm thinking and I ask them to give me feedback from their their sphere. Um, but also sometimes they can go help. They can help me by, you know, promoting some of the things that that employee engagement is trying to do on their team. So that's been really um, impactful, too, with engagement. Matt, it sounds like you're living that vision of people and systems that you have that driver for human flourishing, but you're putting systems in place to actually make that a reality. So it's great to hear, especially the thing you said about the seven times, I think it's no matter how good an initiative is, if people don't know about it or they're not seeing it in front of them consistently, then it's not gonna be as helpful. So can you go a little bit deeper with this and share some specific examples of uh, employee experience initiatives that you've been successful at at Mountain Seed? And how did you get executive buy-in for those? Sure. Well, with regards to uh, executive buy-in, I think that I have it not necessarily easy, but I just have a great team of leaders here. Um, they are people-centric and people-focused. And so their yes is usually just on the table already. Um, and oftentimes, though, um, it, th there can be some like, all right, well, let's tweak it a little bit. Let's talk. Let's figure it out. Um, you know, it's not an immediate like, yeah, go ahead and do whatever you thought of. It's like, let's let's circle up and like make sure this is really going to work. Um, so I have that support because, you know, being young, I can just be like, this is going to work. Let's just do it. <laughs> um, and so it's helpful to have leaders who can say, all right, well, great idea. Let's talk about it and figure it out together. Um, but then I try to be very thoughtful in the things that I propose so that it's easier, even though they, my executive leaders are, are willing and, and usually they trust me and they'll, they'll go with me on things. I try to be really thoughtful in what I propose and keeping them aligned with who we are as Mountain Seed. So I base my employee experience kind of initiatives of programs off of our core values and, and mission statement. Um, which is creating, providing opportunities to help people thrive using their God-given abilities. And then we have a set of core values. And so putting it all together, our company is set up to be people first and care for people's mental health and all the various ways that you can promote human flourishing and human thriving. And so I just based my employee experience initiatives, um, our team based those off of our core values. And so the executive buy-in is already there because they're aligned with the company's um, purpose. That is really helpful. Can you give us an example of one of those initiatives? Yeah, right. Yes, one of the initiatives is trail families. 
And so those are, we came up with the name Trail Families um, because, again, we're Mountain Seed and we like to just theme things. Um, and a trail family is actually a, a real hiking term, which is uh, a group of people that hike a trail together. They might not know each other originally, initially, as they start, but they hike along the trail together and support and encourage each other. And so we created trail families as a way to just promote community and get people to connect with each other, um, not on a like a work basis or in terms of like let's talk about work things, but like let's. So trail families anyway are uh, groups that are uh, based on a common interest. So there's a host and a co-host, and it's we've got a trail family for for. Um, like outdoor sports, like basketball. Uh, we've got a trail family for parenting, a trail family for cooking. Uh, we have a book club and uh, we have a trail family for uh, uh, table games, tabletop games, like board games. And so it's just getting people together to connect. And that's been actually really, really uh, useful. One really cool story that I think I, I would like to share is um, in our parenting trail family, um, we got together, we were talking and uh, one mom was kind of struggling with connecting with her older son. Um, and then through the support of our trail family and recommendations from others, uh, she was able to get this resource that we uh, suggested that she use. And then she used it and like her, her relationship with her son has been impacted and changed for the better. They had a deep and meaningful conversation and really broke through. And so that I think is the the sweet spot and the whole point I think of anything that we're doing in terms of employee experience or employee engagement. And it's uh, how can we l leverage our relationship with you at work to make your life as a whole better. And so that story really stands out in my head as a success. And um, I just wanna see more of that and do more things like that. That's so inspiring. It also seems to inspire vulnerability, which is such a huge part of human flourishing. So thank mm -hmm. you for sharing yes. that story. And back to you, Jeff. Yeah, and I think um, certainly creates that community. It fosters a sense of belonging, right? Because if you can be that vulnerable with your peers and it actually is making a tangible impact in your life, where else would you want to go <laughs> to work and, you yeah. know, to, to reestablish that kind of community. So you, we talk about measurable results. I mean, it shows up in so many ways of human flourishing and creativity and, uh, and the way that we show up for one another at work, which we've heard a lot from employee experience leaders, um, you could talk about discretionary effort and all that kind of stuff all day long. I'm sure that has something to do with it, but you know, those are the harder to measure results from what you're doing with these trail families. But, um, but it, it certainly is a great, great example. Does that now, does that take place of your, your ERGs or is that in addition to how do you it's kind of addition. balance that? Yeah, it's in addition to our ERGs. And we, right now we only have one ERG, um, and it's a women's ERG. Um, and that's actually been really great. Um, for the month of, month of March, we did um, like an event each week to promote um, Women's History Month and celebrate that. And that's been really cool. But no, the trail families are something separate. So ERGs are more kind of specific and for, you know, historically underrepresented groups. But trail families are just like, what hobby do you have? What is something that yeah. you care about? You can be a trail family leader. And I just re get really excited about what you said, creating community and vulnerability and connection. Because I think that coming out of the pandemic or during the pandemic and coming out of it, 
there's this heightened sense of loneliness and um, just, you know, I think if we can do something about that, then we should. And I think people come to work with so many different like guards up and, you know, they're still wearing their mask in terms of just like a personal mask. Uh, like you're not showing yourself who you like, not showing up as you really are. And you feel like you have to present yourself in such a way. And so I really want to just like, they're just titles, right? We're just people and we all have different titles, but we're still just people. And so can we just like shed that? And so I like to try to create moments and opportunities to where we can just shed those things and just relate to each other as people. For instance, um, last Thanksgiving, we did this thing, which was just so exciting. I really loved it. Um, but my first Thanksgiving at Mountain Seed, we had a, a we catered a, a lunch, and I was like, "This is good." But everyone kind of went back to their desk and ate it separately, and I was like, ah, "Okay, well, next time we're gonna do something different." And so this time, um, I was like, "Let's get all the tables together." We lined them up and made like a big kind of family style dinner table. We put you know like brown like that brown paper stuff on it. Um, we put markers on the table for people to write things they're thankful for. We decorated it with like a cornucopia and other things and we sat down together managers leaders like uh or employees um all sat down together and just talked and and hung out and ate together and it lasted it was supposed to be for like an hour but like several hours went by of that and then people started bringing out board games and we're just playing it was just like a cool moment and so um man that is a, a highlight for me as well um and so i want to do more things like that that create that opportunity for people to just connect um on a human to human basis without the titles and all that stuff in the way i love that and i think it's a good example of of talking to you you were talking earlier about like this imposter syndrome which we all have it doesn't matter where you're at in your career or how high up this proverbial corporate ladder you get you know we all like are uncertain about the decisions we make and the roles we fill but i love the fact that you're kind of very much on the front lines you're thinking about this every day and we're getting some practical ways that you're applying this within your your company um, but with that needs to be a culture of continuous improvement and continuously kind of gauging the effectiveness of these events and reevaluating, reestablishing, keeping it fresh. So what advice would you give to other employee experience leaders who are looking to do kind of the things that you're talking about that could potentially get it wrong if they don't, you know, really have this uh, fostered culture of continuous improvement? Sure. Yeah. Again, I would just go back to keep listening to our people. Um, and, and adopt this mentality of a continuous learner. Um, don't think that you've got it all figured out because um, everything changes, things change, right? Again, the pandemic and so many other things, things change. And so I think it's also kind of keep, keep listening and keep a pulse. I think read a lot, <laughs> like read different things, look to see what other organizations are doing and what you can learn from them. But also in that, I would say be discerning because not every trend, not everything that everyone else is doing is necessarily a good thing. So use discernment um, and be a learner and be a listener. That's what I think I would say. Be humble as well. That is such great advice because there's always some trends that come out that are the hot topics of the day around people experience, but not all of them would necessarily work for your organization. 
So I'm oh. hearing also pay attention to your own culture and see what aligns with that. That's yeah, inspiring. That's and I love the keeping a pulse yeah, too. No, this I, is ultimately what we're trying to do here, right? Is talk to people that are actually, you know, applying this every single day that are in serious leadership positions of employee experience, which really is an emerging field and title coming out of the pandemic and the mental health crisis. We're all realizing the significance of caring and loving caring for and loving our people. And so that's why a lot of these roles are emerging into mission critical roles within our organizations, but they are also small and mighty teams. Often it's great that you have a team that the yes is automatically on the table and you need to have that executive buy-in. Um, but we're just so, you know, thrilled to have you on, Matt. Is there anything that we didn't cover today that you think would be helpful for our listeners if they were to take away just one nugget of wisdom uh, from the conversation today? What do you most hope for them to hear? Yeah, I think I think we covered it maybe, but maybe if we didn't, I would just say lead with vulnerability. And I know that's, again, I know that's like a, a, a word everyone's saying now, but I find that if you just just and it takes courage though i think if if you just be try to be who you are and, and like bring your authentic self and like ask questions be willing to look dumb if you know like if you're afraid of like if, you know just ask the questions um and be genuine i think that's a big one too i think be genuine and don't don't be genuine in a, such a way so that you could because it's not really generous but don't genuine but like don't be genuine so that you can like get something else don't like fake ge being genuine to like get something but just generally and genuinely want to help people and and be curious about ways where you can do that and how and ways to do that and listen to what people say and believe oh that's another one i think believe people when they say something in a survey or to you believe that they mean what they say. I, I mean, honestly, there there have been surveys and there have been conversations and been, you know, I go around and I talk to the employees and write up this executive summary and, and deliver it. And then, you know, there can be times at different organizations where that's met with like, oh, well, they're just saying that because of this and there, that, we've heard that before. And it's like, look, then, okay, then why did I do that? And, you know, you don't want to, you know, why did I even talk to them and bring this to you if you're not going to do anything with what they said? Um, believe people when they tell you um, what could make their experience better and then do what you can to make their experience better. Well, Vicki, I think we had a great chat with Matt today, huh? We sure did. Inspiring for sure. Awesome. Great. Yeah. Well, we've been talking to Matt Samuels, Employee Engagements Manager at Mountain Scene. Matt, thank you so much for sharing this gift of time with us today. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much. It was fun. Thank you for joining us for another insightful episode of the People Experience Pulse. We hope the words shared in this episode have inspired you as much as they've inspired us. Now the real challenge begins, putting what you've learned into practice. The change you create, no matter how small, could be the spark that ignites an exceptional people experience in your organization and beyond. If you found value in today's conversation, we'd greatly appreciate it if you took a moment to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Your feedback helps us deliver high value content and reach more listeners like you. 
You can find other inspiring episodes and additional resources at our website, thepxpulse.com. Join our community at thepxpulse.com. Thank you again for joining us on the People Experience Pulse. Until next time, remember, the heartbeat of any organization is its people. Let's make every pulse count. Pulse.